What's up, Bengals fans? Thanks so much for tuning in to Adam's Bengals Hours. I'm your host, and welcome to the jungle. Today we have a great episode, one that I'm super, super pumped about. That is covering, which I believe are two of the most important picks in the 2020 draft. I know it's easy to think, oh, Joe Burrow or even T. Higgins, those are big picks and make no mistake, they are. Joe Burrow is a day one locker room dynamic changing guy. People immediately are going to turn their head to him when he walks into a room. But I do like to look a little bit deeper at their draft. And what stood out to me are the Bengals rounds three and four picks with Logan Wilson in the third round and Akeem Davis Gaither in the fourth round. So today what we're going to do is deep dive into these players I'll be able to give you a little bit more of statistical context to who these players are, and then afterwards, my belief in how they're going to be utilized in Lou's defensive system. So with that, let's now dive into Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson's a linebacker out of University of Wyoming. He's coming up on 24 years old this year, so a bit older, a bit more seasoned guy, a locker room leader. Coming out of high school, he was a two-star recruit, and he was only offered to play at two colleges, in-state Wyoming or Utah's Weber State. He chose Wyoming. Redshirted as a freshman year, he got the ability to learn a lot, and that showed because his redshirt freshman year, he was named Mountain West Freshman of the Year. Four-year starter, This guy has all the leadership intangibles that you would want to see. Now, it makes total sense now because if you all knew, the Bengals coached the Senior Bowl. (laughs) And they actually had the great pleasure of coaching not only Logan Wilson, but we'll get on to Davis Gaither later. So they really got to see hands-on who these players are, especially Logan Wilson. To quote, PFF's Cam Meller, I think he did a great job with giving you an assessment of who Logan Wilson is. He's been quoted to say, No linebacker across the nation was able to accomplish what Wilson accomplished in 2019, as he was the only defensive player in the country to field elite grades against the run, in coverage, and when blitzing the passer. His all-around elite play saw him finish as the nation's highest-graded linebacker as he recorded 17 total pressures on just 50 pass rushes, secured 40 run stops, and made 9 total plays on the ball for a passer rating of just 63.2 into his coverage. Utilized all over the field, Wilson really shined when rushing the passer as he won 36.2% of his pass rush attempts and got home with pressure on every pass rush win, leading the way to one sack, five hits, and 11 more hurries. Absolutely complete player. 
and this is the type of guy that you can tell our defense coordinator, Lou Anarumo, is looking for. The guy is not just a one dual or one trick pony. Lou is very much into the hybrid type roles, and I could see Logan Wilson obviously being our Mike. I truly believe right now he's the most talented linebacker, at least potentially speaking, on our roster currently. But I also could see him play some Sam too, uh, and, and have maybe Jordan Evans move to the Mike position. But we'll get all into all of that later. Another thing to note about Logan Wilson was that he is the only linebacker in 2019 who is nominated for the Dick Buckus Award, who goes to the best linebacker in college football in a non-Power 5 conference. So folks, he has Power 5 abilities. I mean, how many nominees are there? Maybe four or five? He's a top five backer who didn't get a lot of national spotlight because, heck, he doesn't go to Alabama or Georgia or LSU or any other big defensive powerhouse, Ohio State. This guy has yet been tapped. He reminds me a lot of a little bit smaller Leighton Vander Esch, a guy who in high school played every single position on the field. He has quarterback brains. He has wide receiver brains. He has running back brains, which really helps on the defensive side to be able to see and kind of assess plays before they happen. Leighton Vander Esch was that guy. And all of a sudden, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, who's a first round pick two years ago, is already an all pro talent. Now, Logan Wilson's a bit smaller, but still, I think the brains behind this kid are nearly identical. And this guy has stripes, <laughs> not to not to give a pun, but he does. With two tackles in Wyoming's bowl game, he became a top five tackler in both the program and Mountain West history. And he would reach 100 tackles for the third straight year. This guy has experience. This guy's turning 24 this calendar year. Zach Taylor wants leaders in this rebuild. And he sees Logan Wilson as a guy who's going to come in. He he has the humility. He was a two-star recruit. He feels overlooked. All largely things Bengals and Bengals fans feel like. He's going to come in and he's going to apply what he's learned over the past eight years. I mean, he's he's a vet. <laughs> In the same way Joe Burrow is a vet, in the same way that I feel like um, even AD, ADG, now he's not as old, but these guys have been around. These aren't who just came out of you know their, their second year playing, uh, similar to like a T. Higgins where he's a bit younger. They're going to come in and they have the maturity and they have the leadership qualities that Zach and Lou sought out for in this coaching the Senior Bowl. So I think largely... These will be the picks that will either make this draft elite, and and I don't mean to understate, franchise changing, truly franchise changing draft. I think it comes down to Logan Wilson in ADG. NFL.com's analysis on Logan was this: he's an ultra productive three-year team captain with instincts and cover talent to find work as an every-down linebacker. His play recognition, burst, and lateral agility help him play faster than his time speed, and his fundamentals as a tackler are as good as you'll find in this draft. Wilson needs more consistency of approach at taking on blocks, and it may take him a minute to adjust to NFL game speed. 
He should be a core special teams member early, but possesses the tangibles and the intangibles to become a productive pro as an inside or Sam linebacker. This is a guy who plays all three downs, even fourth if he's on the special teams. He is exactly who you want in Lou's system. And honestly, after having a offensive rebuild first two picks, it made only sense to go on the flip side of the ball and get your Mike captain type guy as they did with Joe Burrow. So there are some question marks around his speed. And it looks like his ability to lead blocks downhill on attacking lead blocks downhill. So he may get, um, how should I say, bundled up in some loop arounds. Um, but at the at the end of the day, if we have him in a mic position, which like I said, we'll get into a little bit. And for those who don't understand that terminology, I'll certainly explain. I think for him, his biggest thing is pass coverage. You know, I think that's where if I'm Lou or Zach, I want a guy who most importantly can drop back and play man or zone and do it, excuse me, as almost a nickelback. So I think all in all, Logan Wilson fits what they're trying to go for. And I'm super, super excited to see how they then implement because Half of the journey is getting drafted. Sure, Logan Wilson, finally a Bengal. The other half, it's still a long road till the beginning of the season, especially as we eventually hit preseason, of how Logan can continue to develop. And I think it is crucial that him, Jermaine Pratt, Jordan Evans, ADG, all get together and start really getting on the same page quick. Because with Joe Burrow, as you'll see in, in, in this podcast, and I'm sure any other Bengals podcast, with Joe Burrow, it is win-now mode. There's no lollygalling. There's no, well, we have almost, uh, you know, we have another three years. No, no, no. It's win-now. So Logan and ADG, the expectation, in my opinion at least, it is you come in day one starting and you play up to a Pro Bowl level. Now, people may think, oh, well, Adam, you're being incredibly hard on these players. No, 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 no. I understand what we have at the quarterback position, and I would be remiss to not treat that as it is, which is we have Hall of Fame talent budding at the quarterback position, 24 years old. We need to win now. He is about to go into his prime, so if we have the mentality now in two to three years, it's not insane to then transition into a Super Bowl competitive team, which, folks, is what we need. Because once Joe Burrow goes off his quarterback contract, let me just say this, if he is playing Hall of Fame talent, I mean, this team gets a whole lot slimmer in a lot of places due to the money that's now being funneled, rightfully so, to Joe Burrow's contract. So I think they pick these older guys. So going back to my uh, overall theme of today is... These are leaders. These are veteran guys. They've seen it all. ADG's dad, Kevin Gaither, famous wide receiver coach in the NFL. These guys know what they're getting into. And with that is a perfect transition to Akeem Davis Gaither, who I think is our funnest pick. And when I say fun, I mean a guy who I love and I feel like will shock a lot of people nationally. Now, unlike... Logan, ADG is a bit smaller. 
He's what you call a tweener. And I feel like that's been something that a lot of people have used against him. He's only clocking in at 220 probably. Uh, he waited a bit more at the combine, but as we all know, they, they're they're purposely doing that. They're purposely gaining weight for the combine. So, you know, let's be honest. He's around 220. With that being said, I think in this day and age, every single year, that tweener, that kind of nickel back position becomes more and more valuable because of how almost like a jack of all trades they are. He can play in coverage. He can play a linebacker. I mean, there is not more you want in, in a, a will side linebacker per se, which I envision him playing as in our kind of hybrid 3-4 defense. He, like Logan, was a two-star recruit, largely overlooked, and uh, ended up going to Sunbelt's Appalachian State. And there he gathered over 200 tackles, six sacks, and an interception. And he's coming off a season with 101 tackles, five sacks, and an interception. So essentially, his claim to fame was as a senior last year, and it should be noted, he was the Sunbelt Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Unbelievable. First team all Sunbelt. With him, like Logan, this is a weathered individual. He's turning 23 this year. He has a lot of football IQ, as mentioned. His dad, Kevin Gaither, Google him. And he also played some other positions in high school that gives him a good edge on assessing running back. It looks like he was a running back. ADG, though, I think has a little less responsibilities coming in than Logan does. I would say a lot less. ADG is currently, in my mind, kind of the weak side linebacker, a guy who's going to be able to pierce ear into the linebacking crew and then also the coverage crew because he's going to be working with both a lot. So very versatile, but certainly he is a, how should I say, a project. He's not going to come in and dominate. Uh, the way I would assume and hope Logan does. ADG, while yes, don't get me wrong, you still have to play an elite talent, as I just expressed, but ADG has the benefit of kind of growing into his role, both physically and metaphorically. And as I mentioned earlier, like Logan, ADG was coached by the Bengals staff in the Senior Bowl. So they know the caliber player this guy is, and I love that. So Justin Mello out of DraftWire had a great interview with Akeem Davis-Gaither, and I'm going to read you some of his answers that I feel like are really cool and give you great insight into who this guy is. So Justin asked Akeem, what did you set out to achieve out there? Do you believe that you accomplished your goal? And this is in context of the Senior Bowl. ADG responded with, I told everybody the same thing all week. My message stayed consistent. I told them in the interview room that I went out there to compete against guys from the biggest schools around the nation. I know that they view App State as a small school. I believe, though, that I showed them that I can play inside the box at my current size. I know they had some doubts about me being able to play inside linebacker and playing in the box. My ultimate goal was to quiet those whispers and prove those doubters wrong. I went down to the Senior Bowl and I competed against those guys. I played inside the box with great success. Think, two-star recruit, Appalachian State, Logan Wilson, two-star recruit, University of Wyoming. These are overlooked, hungry guys 
dying to prove themselves, dying to silence doubters. And that is the mentality that Joe Burrow exudes. All this is coming together now. It is worth noting, though, like Logan, not everything is gravy. I think ADG truly believes he can play as an inside linebacker, like truly, truly does. But I do think it is in the Bengals' best interest to have him play Will, to have him play weak side, which brings us to how I believe Lou is going to piece them into his defense. So I think it's pretty simple. In Lou's defense, he plays a hybrid 3-4, where sometimes you don't know who's going to line up on the line and who's also going to pull back into coverage. The way I see things shaking out, as much as ADG believes he's an inside linebacker, I don't believe that he should be playing it at the pro level just yet. Now, hey, if he puts on 20 pounds and he somehow gets faster too, then sure, we can uh, we can reassess. But you look, Logan has 25 pounds on this guy. I mean, I'm not taking away from ADG. But if I'm a defense coordinator, I want ADG more involved in coverage than being just your your traditional linebacker type. So I see ADG being our will, being our weak side. So what that means is wherever the tight end is lined up opposite of that is going to be the weak side. Now flip that. I also think on the strong side, I still see Jordan Evans being that guy. Um, I also see Logan uh, getting out there being our Sam too. But at the same time, I truly believe Logan is going to be our defensive captain. So I want him being our Mike right alongside Jermaine Pratt, who who did fairly well for a rookie last year. So I see Jordan being in that Sam look for low and Sam means strong side, by the way. So where that tight end lines up, uh, the reason for that and the reason why this position is different than a will is this position you need to cover the edge. You got to cover the run um, because with the tight end, obviously, there's a good chance they're going to run in that direction at the very least. But you also need the quickness to be able to then to drop back in coverage if the tight end then goes on a route. And if they're not playing in the tight end to be kind of splitting in between your corner and the linebackers kind of owning that zone, which is huge, obviously, for run, run defense. ADG being a will side, weaker side, no no tight end, but obviously going to be playing more in a coverage uh, sense, in my opinion. So kind of like a Jabril Peppers, um, Maurice Alexander, I believe was the NFL.com's uh, comparison. Certainly someone who is as much coverage focus as he is stopping the run and rushing the quarter, quarterback. And then Mike means middle, goes without saying, these are your captains. These are your traditional linebackers mainly run stoppers in the middle and containing that nothing breaks out of that front line. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. These are two picks who I think are really going to shine, especially when you give the greater context and understand that we got Von Bell, we got Trey Waynes, we have DJ Reader. Like, folks, they really built up the defense this offseason. Very sneakily, very quietly, But at the same time, you can't deny that they are fully invested in being successful ASAP. And then obviously on the offensive side too, you gain now two starters. You gain T and Joe. So, you know, and you get Jonah. So essentially he's a rookie too. So you got three rookies starting on offense. 
I think two rookies starting on defense, uh, at the very least, Logan is going to be starting. Um, and yeah, this is a young team. But at the same time, they're not young and immature. Joe and Logan are turning 24 this year. ADG, 23. These guys have experience. And I think that is going to be the huge theme of this year is, hey, we're rookies, we're young, we're we're inexperienced on the national stage, but we have the talent to compete. And and the same you could say for Zach Taylor as a head coach. He's young, he's inexperienced at the at the pro level, but the Bengals front office sees him as a guy who has the potential to be an all-time great, which is why I think this year's draft is a franchise-changing draft. Appreciate it again, guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure to follow it on Spotify. That way you don't miss out on any new episodes because hopefully here uh, with Joe Burrow, things are going to start picking up. So, So with that, until next time, have a great one. Thank you so much.